Isaiah 64 and verse 8. It says, Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the porter. And we are all the work of your hand. So, so, this day I want you to understand that you are somebody special. You have a Father who has portered you, who has made you, and created you to the person that you are. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm not a failure. Say, neighbor, I'm not a mistake. You see, the world will call you a mistake. The world will call you a failure. But Father has made something that he's proud of. You are, you are, you are the clay. You are the, and Father is the porter. And, and all, 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 all his work has been done through his hand. For you to be who you are. Now the Lord. The, the, the word Lord means Jehovah. You all know that. The, the, the self-existing one. The internal God. The word Father there. Is the Hebrew word Ab. Which means chief. It means a leader or a ruler of a clan of people. It also means principal. Someone we inherit from. Someone who has given us rights. So, Father is somebody very important in your life. God is somebody that is very important in your life because that's what he's done to you. He has created you to be the person you are. You're not a mistake. He's given you rights. He's your chief. He's your leader. He's given you every right that you need to have in your life. You, 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 you might not be excited because you do not know the rights he's given you. But you must begin to think and understand that God has given you rights as a child of God. You've got more rights than many people don't have. Because if you use those rights, God takes you to places you've never been. God's rights are in your mouth. God's rights are in your heart. God's rights have been bestowed upon you. He has made you. You are his clay. So if he's clayed you up, there's some things he's put in you. Because when you're a porter, when you do pottery, you, you, you make and shape things according to what your heart feels like. And God had a, had a, had a situation about you in your mother's womb. When you ported you, when you made you the person you are, your face is different from everybody's face. God made it that way. Your, 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 your ways, your character are different from many other people. God made it that way. And a lot of people look at themselves in the mirror and think that they are failures because of what the world system does to them. But the world does, system doesn't define who you are. What defines who you are is what is inside of you, what God has made about you. And when you discover who you are and what you can do, then you can fly. Because he's made you that way. You're not a mistake. You've got to look yourself in the mirror and begin to say, what has God made me for? Who am I? What am I able to do? So, so yesterday, uh, my family was spoiling us and took us fathers to, for quad biking. Uh, I've never quite biked before. But, but when, when, when I was going to the loo, I, I met um, a, 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 a an ex, oh, he's going to be an ex-Pirates player. 
he had come for something else because there's many games there. And, and, and he's a very, very talented man. And, and he was telling me, no, I'm leaving to another team, but, but all is good and stuff and things. So I was just joking with him and I'm saying that, um, you know, when you've got talent, you can fit anyway. And he said, you know, Dad, when you know who you are and you know what you can do and you've discovered who you are, shifting around places, around teams is not an issue. Because I'm going to find my place somewhere. And I'm going to fit in. And I'm still going to be playing for the national team. Because that's who I am. That confidence really hit me because he knows who he is. Somebody in, in, in the Paris team thinks he's not capable to be part of the squad anymore. And they've taken him out. But he's still not losing his confidence because he knows who, you, who he is. But many of us, when we're taken out of a situation, we, we lose our confidence. When, when people talk low about you, we lose our confidence. You, you begin to believe that you're not there anymore. But tell your neighbor, say, I'm always there. Uh, say like you mean, say, I'm always there. You are always there. Nothing can change who you are. God made you. Who can change you? So the father loves you that much that he made you to be the person that you are. And no one will ever be able to change who you are. So whether, whether they call you names, whether they shut the door in front of you, it, it must not make you feel small. Always remember that you are the clay. God chose the clay. God is a father. And he's given you rights. He's the principal of your life. He's the chief, he's the leader of your life. If God is leading you, how can you fail? Now, this is what Paul said in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, let's go to Ephesians 1 3. Ephesians 1 3. God is a mighty God. God is an awesome God. It's amazing that every time you, you, you trust God, God always does things in, in an remarkable way. Uh, and many people have failed to trust God because they look at God like a sangoma. Well, when they come to God, they've come to, to, to what, what you call when you visit a sangoma? To, to consult. Yes, there is Pastor Sarah. I've come for consultation. And, and if God doesn't meet your consultation requirements, then, then, then you're gone. Because it has to happen now when you consult. But God is not like that. God is a porter. God has a purpose. And he's going to teach you how to find your purpose. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to give you something that he doesn't need your money. He doesn't need you to do. He just wants to speak in your ear and, and make you understand what he created you for. Because if you're lost and you don't know yourself, then you'll never find the world that you're supposed to be in. But God has made you to be who you are. And this is what Paul says in Ephesians 1 and verse 3. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. The blessing is already there. He has blessed us already. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm blessed. You see, see Christians, you, 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 you greet them in the morning. How are you? I'm blessed, pastor. 
And after they're saying that they're crying in the corner, like, what's wrong? I don't know what's happening to me, because I don't know what was my life. No, no, no. But you just said, I'm blessed. You are blessed. <clears throat> no one can take away that blessing. God has blessed you already. Blessed us in heavenly realms. That word blessed is the word elogio. It means speak well. It means evoke a benediction upon or prosper somebody. So God has spoken well about you. God has spoken a benediction over you. You see, when we, when we close uh, services all the time, we do a benediction and a blessing over the people. But God has blessed you. That benediction is over the pastor's benediction. God has spoken to you. Do you know what God has said to you? God loves you. Do you know what God has said? Open your Bible and just hear the promises that God has said to you. Because if you don't know them, then you don't get excited. But if you know them, then they're yours. And you know that everything that God has promised you, it shall be so because his promises are yes and amen. So every promise that God has made for you is coming to pass in the name of Jesus. Because he's blessed you already in the heavenly realms. All you have to do is to pull it down. All you have to do is to believe it. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm blessed. Yeah, so next time you say you're blessed, you must know what you're meaning. No crying after you say that. Because if you're blessed, you're blessed. It doesn't change. So you're blessed with every... Now, the blessing is, is not the blessing of man. So, you know, I can bless you um, and take out my wallet and, and give you a hundred rand and, and say I'm blessing you. But these are spiritual blessings. They're not physical blessings. They, they are in the power of the spirit realm where you live every day. You, you are spirit, you are the body, and you are the mind. And, and God has you know, blessed you spiritually. Why? Because the spirit man is a much stronger person than the mind and the body. He's blessed you spiritually. So most people's spirits are dead. They don't use them. If, if they were in the butcher, they'll be like bulltong. Dry. Because they've never been used. They've, they've never tapped into the spirit man. See, your spirit man is the one that says, my eyes. Your spirit man is the one that says, my heart. But you've never seen him. Because he's spiritual. He's inside you. He's the spirit of God that is inside of you. If God breathed his breath inside of you, it's amazing because it's a miracle. In your mother's womb, you, you, you don't breathe. In your mother's womb, you're connected to your mother's umbilical cord and gives you everything you need. But when you come out, God made that miracle to follow you all the time. When you come out of your mother's womb, Something happens to you and your lungs begin to move because a breath comes into you. A spiritual blessing comes into you. And if you don't connect to that person that is inside of you, the God in you, you'll never, you'll never connect to anything better because the mind is not you. The body is not you. It's a spiritual person that God is interested in. So he blessed the spiritual person. He blessed the spiritual person so that they have power. 
See, your spirit man, when he's got power, when he's strong, when he knows the promises of God, when he has the faith, when he has everything he needs that God has given him, he controls the mind. He speaks over the mind. When, when the spirit man is dead, the mind has so much power. And when, when the mind has so much power, the, the devil finds his dancing place. Uh, he can speak to your mind until you see the truth of the mind coming to pass. He can create illusions for you that can make you die in the mind. Things that look like they're, they're impossible. Like, like where are you going to get the rent money? You are not working. The landlord is coming to look. You, you're going to be outside and it's cold. And there'll be no food. Just imagine. Just imagine. And the mind makes you imagine. Yo. But when the spirit man has been spiritually blessed he speaks power into you because i can do all things that christ gives me the power to do so i can go through any situation because god has given me the power landlord you can come and throw me out but i know my god has got a blessing for me around the corner this is not the end of my world this is a shift to a new position because god is always going to be shifting you to new positions he's always going to be taking you out of your comfort zone so he takes you to your next glory people pray my father my god spiritually so and then the spirit realm begins to react to what you're praying for god does not do it the way you think you'll do it if you're praying for a job sometimes you'll take you out of another job so you can get to the next job Sometimes when you're praying for finances, he will make you broke. <laughs> he will make you so broke, so broke that you think about how to make money. Until you so desperate for money, you register a company. Then you start working hard on your company. And suddenly when you look down, down the years, you're a millionaire because both got pushed you out of that job that was making you small. Because you prayed. And he began to do things spiritually. So he's a spiritual God because he's blessed you in the spiritual realms. Now the spiritual means the, 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 the non-carnal. Supernatural things. Those blessings that God has finally spoken to you in the supernatural. Using elegance and languages you can never understand. God has spoken over your life. I can imagine what language does God speak? When, when he's speaking spiritually, what does he say? He says stuff you can never understand. He says stuff the devil can never understand. He says stuff that's why he said to you, let me teach you if you want to communicate with me, speak in tongues, speaking things that people can't hear because I hear them. I understand you because I speak in ways no one can understand. When I speak over your life, no one can change it. No one can say God said. Because God said it. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So Ephesians 1.4. Let's follow up what Paul is saying. Ephesians 1.4. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. To be holy and blameless in his sight. In love. So he chose us 
in him before creation of the world to be holy and blameless. He chose you before creation to be holy and blameless. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, you can never make yourself holy. Some, some people are struggling, are struggling to be holy. Wanting to make themselves holy. And when they can't meet the targets they give themselves to make holy, they, they, they feel low again. Like, like you've disappointed God. Let me tell you something. God knows you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He, he so loved you that he knew you. That it, I know you. I know you're going to mess up big time. So I'm going to give you Christ, my son, in his sight. For he chose us in him, the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In his sight. To be holy. So when he looks at you, you are holy and blameless. Why? Because of Christ. Because he's given you Jesus Christ. There's no time for you to be condemning yourself. There's no time to be saying, I'm not worthy. Some people will come to you and say to you, you're not worthy to go to church. <laughs> you, you drink so much, man. And God is not about your drink. He loves you when you're drunk. He, he's going to work his way through you from drunk to glory. He, he wants to pick you up from a place where he loves. Don't people, you know, <laughs> when a drunk person comes into church, people shift like, they look at him like, oh, what's wrong with this person? One drunk person came to church one time and everybody wanted to pin him down because he was dancing. During worship, he was dancing his own dance. <laughs> but he was having fun. He had come to church. And, and people were talking to him like, oh, please go out. And I said, leave him. He's, he's come for glory. God is going to change him today. By the end of the service, he was holding his head on a chair, crying. Because he found what he wanted. He found that drink cannot take away what he was trying to take away. People are going in so many problems. We judge them so fast. They're drowning themselves because they haven't found God. And you, who has found God, can't tell them. Instead, you judge them. You, you, want, you want them to go away. Go away where? Because they must come to where God wants them to be. Love them from where they are. Love them from where, love them when they're drunk. I had a cousin of mine, when he gets drunk, that's when he'll say, the devil is a liar. All the time when he's drunk, that's when he, the devil is a liar. And I'll say to him, what's he lying about? He says, everything. The devil is a liar. And I'll say, so he's lying that you're drunk. Then he says, yeah, he's lying. I'm not drunk. And I said, confess it. You're not drunk. Yeah, I'm not drunk. I asked my wife right now. That man, you can never find him without the Bible now. He's so in love with the Bible now. He, 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 he changed his life around. He got married. He's doing well. He's, he's so focused. Because God loved him from where he was. We, we love them from where they are. Because God is a father. 
A father who does not leave his children. A father who does not condemn his children and leave them. He doesn't turn his back around you because you made a mistake. He chose us. God chose you before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless. Now, your holiness and your blameless, your blamelessness is in Christ. It's not about you. So people come and say, Pastor, I'm trying to be holy. Trying to be holy, you. <laughs> Ephesians 1.15. Sorry, 1.5. So he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. He, he predestined us. Now, to destine is to choose uh, for a particular purpose or, or end. When, when you have a destiny, your destiny is, is, is your end. It's your, it's your choice where you want to go, where, which direction you want to go, where you want to end your destiny but he he predestined that means he is he he has determined it before you get there he, he has already predestined you he has made a way for you to get where you're gonna be he knows you the the path has already been made so so here you are god has predestined you pastor sarah you're going to end there where that pillar is. That's where I've destined you to go. On your mark, get set, ready to go. Pastor Sarah. Why? Because when you're going, the stuff is waking you out. Stuff is wrecking you up. Stuff is trying to block you from getting to your destiny. But because you're praying, you, when you're lost, he guides you back onto your lane again. Well, when times are hard, you, you can't go any further. You're kneeling down and you're crying, but he picks you up and he says, walk again. Then you walk again until you find the first door and you find the second door and you find the third door and you find the fourth door and you find the sixth door because God has destined you. He predestined you. It's in the spirit realm. It's in inside of you. He's put a box inside of you that will take you to where you're going. If you don't connect with him, that box will never speak to you. That direction, the, 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 the steps of a righteous woman or righteous man are guided by him. So you got to be with him to get to where he says you should go. Without him, you sit down forever. Many people die without getting to their destinies. Because they sit down and, and, and give up. But every one of you has a gift inside of them. You know, there's something you can do, and sometimes we undermine our gifts. Some people can cook like hell, but they've never, they've never, no, not like hell. <laughs> you know, the. <laughs> Some people can cook. But, 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 but they undermine the gift. So they, they make lovely. Oh, me, me, me. They like make lovely cakes. 
Lovely cookies. But, but, but it will only be for the family. And when, when you give me those cookies, I, I, I have an idea. Like, I'm going to put an order. And I'm going to begin to sell. And people will be asking me, where is your source? I say, no, just buy. Because I'm going to use that gift to prosper me. If they don't see it, I'm going to use it. Because some people have got gifts that they can never, or have never used to make a single penny on. And God has given every person a gift. There's something you can do when you just wake up. Something that's just you, that's so good about you, that you do it without being trained. It's just you. If you don't discover it, it will die with you. God has chosen you and predestined you. So he knows that there's something special is put in you to take you to your destiny. He knows that so you got to discover that thing. You got to find yourself. You got to love yourself and begin to esteem yourself and ask yourself, how do I get there? What has God put inside of me to make me get there? So people think things are easy. You know, like, like why is it, why me, why me? Why, why can I get to where my, 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 my parents are getting there, my, my, my relatives are getting there, but I'm not getting anywhere. My, 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 my brother is this and is making it, and, and my, my sister is a teacher and they're making it, and then I'm nobody, I fell out of school and, and whatever. God knows who you are. He doesn't need a degree to take you to where he wants to take you. He just needs you. There's some people who've never been to school who are making more money than a doctor who spent six years trying to train as a doctor. They, they make it just like that. Ephesians 1.6 To the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. <coughs> Excuse me. So he's given us grace through Jesus Christ. Now, he gave us his glorious grace. Now, grace is, is, is the word charis. It means favor. It means the divine influence upon the heart. And it's the reflection upon life, including gratitude. So, so there's an influence in your heart. And that influence in your heart becomes a reflection. A reflection that, that in, in, in makes you thankful and, and, and sort of like changes your character. So if you understand grace, it's a favor. An influence in your heart. God gives you grace. Grace, grace, is, grace is, 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 is when, when God is not judging you for anything. Grace is, grace is when God is, is, is patient with you. Grace is when God says, I'm not giving up on you until you click into what I'm trying to say to you. Click into where I'm trying to take you to. Sufficient grace is poured upon your favor. Favor you don't deserve. Favor poured upon you that you don't deserve. When you mess up, it takes you out. 
And you don't know how you came out of it because he's, he's robbing your mistakes for you. But he doesn't want you to keep on doing the same mistake. All he's saying is that I want you to recognize me and see that I'm there for you. That when you make mistakes, I take you out of them. Not to go back to them, but to, to begin to understand that I want you to get to your destiny. I predestined you. Can you open your eyes and see the favor poured upon you? See, you got to dress in that favor. You got to walk in that favor. So when you go for an interview, you must dress in that favor. You must know you're getting that job. Dress in that favor. Don't go with a fear favor. Your character, when you know you've got favor, it shows. Ah. Uh, you know, Ainsley, your child can never enter your house like I would. When I come to your home, I'll be timid. Like, you got to tell me where to sit. You got to, you, when she walks in, she's got her hands in her pocket. She knows she's got favor in that house. She can even drop the glass and break it and laugh. When I break your glass, I got to say sorry. Because I don't know how important it was to you. I feel guilty. She doesn't. She's got favor in her father's house. She walks in favor. She's got confidence of favor. And it shows in her character. So when we've got favor with God, it's going to show in our characters. We've got to walk in that grace. And know that I've got the grace of God in my life. God has given me grace sufficiently. So I don't have to be timid. I've got grace. And now this, this, this grace has been lavished on us. Verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Verse 8. That, we, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. So this grace was lavished. It was, it was given without measure. Because of, of his wisdom. He's wise about it. He understands why he's doing it. Because he knows who you are. And where he's taking you. God has chosen you. And we spoke about it last time we, as we're discussing our, our, our word on a Sunday. And, and as I read to you 1 Peter 2.9. Let's put it on 1 Peter 2.9. But you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his world of light. So he's changed your life. He's called you out of darkness into light. So now where there is light, surely darkness cannot come. And, and the problem is many Christians are standing in between light and darkness. That's a dangerous place to be. Because darkness can still measure towards you. But when light has come, 
Darkness has to flee. How many people have fallen sick and you prayed for them and they get healed? Because when sickness is not from God, diseases are not from God. So when we begin to pray, we're pushing away darkness, dark clouds to shift. And God hears the prayer because you are in the light praying away darkness and light falls in its power. And when, and when light comes onto your life, things have got to change. Some things have got to go away. Sickness has got to leave. Poverty has got to leave. Stuff has got to leave you out. Because why? You have a father who has blessed you in the heavenly realms with every blessing. So those blessings must fall in your house. So we, we're going to begin and have to begin to pray. Pray sincerely so. Surely, I want to advise you something, even as beginners, that once in a week, just once in a week, just close your doors. Close your doors and pray for your family. Close your doors and pray for yourself. Just once in a week, choose a day, choose a time, choose a Saturday. Choose a day, Saturdays, I'm always going shopping. I must, get, I must just go to, to the shops for no reason. Get into the car and walk around the malls for no reason. Why don't you miss a Saturday shopping spree and just close the doors and pray for your family? Because some of these things need connectivity. Some of these things need you to be sincere. Some of these things need devotion. Some of these things need complete, I, I don't know how to put it, you, you, you just got to sacrifice. So you, you can win your war because these leisure prayers won't get you anywhere. There's going to be a day of warfare. And I'm telling you, when you've been in a day of warfare, there's something that changes even about your, your walk. You walk in a step that you feel like you got favor. Because you've spoken to your father and you've asked him. And he's going to do the very thing you've asked him to do. Pray and see change come into your life. Life changes things. Prayer changes things. Pray and see it. When people say pray and you're not excited about it, you've never prayed to see change. But when you prayed and seen change, you love to have that one moment of sacrifice of prayer. Then you see how God works and how miraculous he is. Because he does things that no other God can do. That no other father can do. He's a God above all gods. And he can do great things for your life. God has a plan for your life. A plan that works out everything in your life. In conformity with his purpose and his will. Like we read in, in, in Ephesians um, 111. Everything works in, in conformity with his plans. God has got a plan about you. And everything, everything works in conformity with that plan for you to get you to your destiny. So everything that is happening to you, God is letting it happen. Everything that is happening to you, don't say God has left me. He has not left you. He's still there. He's dealing with you. And he's going to deal with you until the plan comes up in your face. Because sometimes it's going to squeeze you for you to see. 
he, he's going to realize things must happen to you in the spiritual realm for you to begin to see in the spiritual eye. Things are going to happen to you in the physical so you learn. Things are supposed to happen to you in the physical so you have the experience to know what life is all about. So when you sit your children and begin to teach them about life, it's the things you've gone through. Things you've seen. And you can say, my boy, don't do that. Because you know, I know the root of that. I know the consequences of doing that because being there, done that, got the t-shirts. So God teaches you ways. God teaches you life. But it's, it's the stability of your spiritual man that makes you realize if you have the power to go to your destiny or the world overcomes you or God gives you the power to overcome the world. So the world will rise up its own attitude against you. The world will rise up its own attacks against you. But if you have a father, if you have God as your father, if God is your father, you don't need another father. And God is going to take you to places you've never been before. The power is that you become strong in your inner man, in the spiritual man. And be strong because that's the, that's the God in you. That's the image of God in you. So God said, let, let us make them in our own image. My children in my own image. I, I, I'm the porter. I'm going to carry them up and I'm going to put my spirit in them. And this shall be my image. God's image is not your face. God's image is the spirit man that is inside of you. So whatever God can do, you can do. If God can speak it into being, you can also pray it into being. So you've got to discover who you are. You've got to have faith in who you are. Ephesians 12, 1, 12. Why has God done all these things? Why has God done all these things? Ephesians 1, 12. In order that we who were first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. So it, he's done all this so that you who, who has hope in Christ because you, your hope is in Christ. Your hope is in the word. Your hope is in your faith in the word of God. He, he wants you to end up having praise of his glory. He wants you to, you're the one who's going to say praise God. You're the one who's going to raise up your hands during worship. So I'm always praying one day, I say, God, I, I wish you do things for our church and, and so we can find worshipers. <laughs> I wonder how it will be Ainsley, when, when God has given you 10 million rands and you come to church on Sunday to praise him. <laughs> it won't be. That day it will be. <sighs> and then people will think, what is he drunk today? No, boy, you don't. There's 10 million rands in my account. Something that God for me. I've got to praise him. There's a job that God has given me. I've got to praise him. There's a child that God has given me. I've got to praise him. There's a breakthrough that God has given me. I've got to praise him. Imagine a church full of praises. People who praise of his glory. People with praise of his glory. Why? Because you had hope in Christ. 
And all the things that you were hoping for came to pass. Because you have already been blessed. And you did have the power and the prayer to discover your heavenly blessings. And now you can praise them because they've come to, to, to be physical. They've come to pass. You, you see them. Uh, see, the problem is the people in our church, they don't have testimonies. They, they, don't, they don't talk about what God has done for them. So they come and sit and be quiet. And, and God has done stuff for people. Great stuff for people. Things they never thought they could have. They have them. Things where when you look and, and you look back, you just, all you can just say is, wow, God, you're awesome. God, you're awesome. God, you're something else. <laughs> if, if you had a rod, like in the Old Testament, they had rods. The, 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 the priests and, 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 the, and, the, and the men of God had rods. Even David was carrying a stick towards Goliath because he also had written his history on his piece of stick. And, and they write their history on the piece of stick. And, and, and I wonder how, much, how, how, many, how, many, how many drawings or, or weddings would be on your stick. And, the, and they will carry the stick everywhere they go. And, and you could read what God had done for that man of God. The awesome things that, that God has had done for you. The awesome things. Now, 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 witchcraft turns that stick around and becomes, I don't want to. But the God stick that, that you'd walk with and you know that this is what God has done for me. I want the world to know what the Lord has done for me. What God has done for me. What my father has done for me. What your father has done for you. Can you talk about it? Can you glorify God about it? Some of you are going to live here and go to homes. Have you seen people without those homes? Some of you get into cars and hit a key and, and it just goes and you drive away and stuff. Have you ever tried to imagine how many people wish they could do that? Can you find something to give God the praise and the glory for? Because he's done something for you. Can, can you lift up your spirit and begin to be a spiritual person that can praise God? Praise your father and not take him for granted? Trust in God and, and you're destined to see God's glory. Trust him. Let's read Ephesians 1.13 as we close. So it says, and you also, you also included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, when you, when you, when you heard the word, you were automatically included into God's grace in Christ. So you also Included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal. The promise of the Holy Spirit. When you believed, God made sure that the promises that he's talking about, the destiny that he wants to take you to, he sealed it. You were marked with a seal. And Satan knows you've got a seal. 
Something can break. A seal is a device or, or substance that is used to join two things together. To prevent them from coming apart. To, pre to, pre to prevent anything from passing between them. It can also be a piece of wax, lead or other thing that they used as a mark or, or in, like in the olden days, they, they, they would write a letter and put the wax on or even now when some certificates, when they issue, they have a seal. So there's a wax thing and then the press and the imprint is a seal of, of whether it's the seal of the government or the seal of court or, or, or the seal of a king or whatever. And that's what they used to, to, to put a seal on. When people see that seal, they know who it belongs to. And, and, and God says he's put a seal on you. There's a mark on you. There's a seal on you. A seal that God has stamped you <laughs> with to say you are my own and I'm your father. So God used the, used the promises of the Holy Spirit as a seal. So the Holy Spirit is going to keep you joined together with Christ. It's going to keep you joined together with the Father. To prevent you and anything else separating yourself from God. To prevent you and Christ from coming apart. To prevent anything from passing between you and Christ. Now you remember in Romans it says, I'm, 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 I'm convinced that neither life nor death nor anything can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Why? Because you've been sealed. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. God has sealed it with the Holy Spirit. You might feel separated sometimes, but God has never separated from you. You are sealed. So I want to end up with a scripture in Galatians 6.17. Galatians 6.17. Finally, let no one cause you trouble for I bear on my body the mark of Jesus Christ the seal no one will give you trouble because you've got the seal you have a father no one will give you trouble you have a father you have a seal no man the witches can mount up their, 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 their altars but they will never give you trouble because you have a seal no one will harm you because you have a seal no one will give you trouble uh, so so Sundays ago the sealed Christians were here God marked, marked us with a seal Sundays ago, and, and some two, three guys came here with guns. And they did not understand that they were coming to a church with a seal. No man will give you trouble. They wanted to give us trouble, but they ended up in the back of the vans. Because, because there's a seal. People will try and do things to you, but it will work against them. Why? Because there's a seal. So whatever the enemy is trying to do against you, don't hate them. Pray. Because you got a seal. You think I'm just saying it because it happened. For me, nothing is a coincidence. For me, everything is about God. Everything I see, I see God because 
You pray. So you're going to see the results. Don't take them for granted. It's not about you. It's about God being having favor. You have favor with God because you pray to God. You, you don't have favor because you're holy. You have favor because God loves you. Because God has put a mark on you. Because God has chosen you. Because God has predestined you. And nothing will change. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. You have the mark of Christ on you. And no man shall give you harm. Let us stand up. No man shall give you harm. Say my father. My God. My Father, my God, oh, Heavenly Father, heavy, you have a Father. On Father's Day, you have a Father. Say it again. Say, my Father, my God, my Father, my God, I thank you for having a Father like you. My Father, my God, I declare you have sealed me as a son and I know I know you bless me already this morning I declare my blessings come come from the east come from the west the north and the south I declare I'm blessed walking in I'm blessed coming out I declare I have a father who has predestined me my father my God 2022 is leading me to my destiny my destiny here I come in the name of Jesus give God the glory give God the glory you are going to your destiny You've been predestined. You have the mark of Christ. And no man shall give you harm. God bless you.